0: Yeah.
1: you glad this morning our sins are under the blood. Amen. Let's all grab our red book this morning. Stand together. Brother Ken and come lead us. Let's all make a joyful noise on this Sunday morning. Brother Ken. Amen. Hymn number 333,
2: How'll Fly Away. We'll do all three verses this morning. Hymn number 333. We like this song around here. Just enjoy yourself while we praise God this morning.
1: here this Sunday morning. Thank you for coming out to worship the Lord with us today at Stanley Town's amazing Grace Baptist Church. Uh, I'm going to ask James to take us to the throne of grace this morning. Uh, I want you to pray for our services today. We need him to show up in everything that we do. If he's here, everything will be just right. James, pray for us Uh, this morning. Let's join him together.
3: Father, we thank you for once again the privilege that we have to gather here. And Father, we are reminded every Sunday as we gather here that this is not something that we have created or that we have thought of or something that developed, but God, this is what you have created us to do, which is to gather here on the first day of the week to not only worship you as our God, but worship you as our Savior. Father, we thank you for your plan and sending your Son to die for us and to bring us to you to be a, 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 a uh, peculiar people. Father, we thank you for giving us the privilege to come to know you as our Savior and as our Lord. Father, we thank you for the great Sunday School lesson that we heard this morning, morning and how it encouraged our hearts, and Father, we are reminded that things that The enemy and and others mean for evil god we know that you have met for good and father we ask you now lord to bless the singing may it encourage our hearts and exalt the savior and, and evangelize the lost and then father we also pray for the preaching of the word to come father we pray that your spirit would go with it and empower it to accomplish the purpose god that you see fit And Father, we also pray, Lord, a special helping, Lord, upon those that may be struggling this morning. Father, we pray that your spirit would take the truth of what is sung and what is preached to encourage their heart. And then, Father, we pray that if someone here, Lord, is lost and has not bowed that knee to Christ as Savior, Father, we do pray that today would be the day of their salvation. Father, we love you and we can never thank you enough. And it's through your son we pray.
1: Amen. 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 You can be seated. Before Brother Ken comes to sing, I want to share just a couple of thoughts with you about this song. That he's going to sing. This morning during the combined Sunday school class, I talked about what happens when the storm surge comes. I was watching a, uh, uh, the Weather Channel. I share this with the class, so indulge me for just a second. I was watching the Weather Channel a couple of weeks ago, all about tsunamis and the way tsunamis come in one wave after another. A wave comes in and then it washes out, and another one comes in and it washes out, and each subsequent wave seems to get bigger and bigger. Sometimes that's how our Christian life feels. You know, if the storms would come one at a time, we can handle them, but sometimes they seem to just mount one right after the other. We haven't gotten one dealt with before another one seems to wash ashore. Several years ago, I was probably at my lowest point of my Christian walk when I was suffering the most with that pancreas disease, and we had a ladies' meeting, and Kyla pulled this song out and sung it for me and Renee. And uh, kind of put it aside, and boy, we celebrated and worshiped the Lord. And of course, we fell in love with the song, Sweet Things Out of Dark Places. We've been touting this song for a few years now, and because it means so much to me and Renee, and, and what, what, what we experienced when the ladies prayed over us uh, many, many years ago. We kept talking about the song over and over, and finally last year, uh, we said, Kylie, you got to pitch this song. And we named two or three groups, and, uh, including the Wisnets. Well, the Wisnets have recorded this song. And it's going to be on their next project. I hope that they'll have it when they're here with us in, in, in October. Susan texted Renee and said tough weeks ago when they were recording it that church broke out right there in the little recording studio. Because you know why, folks? There are some lessons we can only learn in the dark places of life. Amen.
4: Amen. There, are some,
1: Come on. there are some things that we can only experience in the very darkest places. We love the mountaintop experience. But the God that brings us on the mountain is the God will be with us in the valley as well. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know why the Lord laid this on my heart. But if you're here this morning and there's something you need to bring to this altar, you don't have to wait till the end of service. You know how it goes around here. Amen. God has spoken to you and you need to come lay something on the altar this morning. You do that. Well, Brother Ken sings, Sweet Things Out of Dark Places. One more song this morning. I challenge you to look back over the challenges of your life, and there's one thing you'll have to say. He's never once failed you. He's never once left you alone by yourself, always an ever-present help in a time of storm. So if we had just a few minutes left of our life today, I don't know about you, but I just want to stand and praise him. He's been mighty good. Second, Miss Marsh, I want to thank you. I I know I said we're going to do one more. I lied. We're going to do one more again. Amen. Amen. I love it when the spirit of the Lord shows up. You know what I really like? I like it when I see women crying ugly. You know, men too. Snot flying, mascara dripping. No, just ugly cry. Amen. And as a kid growing up, that's back during the beehive days, the ladies would get happy and the hair pieces would start flying. Amen. I just love it. I
5: love it. Mama
1: told me, I mean, my wife has told me a thousand times that uh, God didn't make any mistakes, but I was supposed to be a Pentecostal preacher. Amen. I believe it. I am so glad that the God we serve is an ever-present help in a time of need. Amen. 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 Love to hear this young lady sing this. Looking back over your life, God's been good. Amen. Amen. Sing it, Bethany. what to do so we're just gonna keep singing amen, amen. 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 do brother bobby's song renee hallelujah to the lamb yes. yeah choir get back up here we ain't done yet come on michaela we ain't finished yet amen. <laughs> that's right amen. I, I i just love it yes. i amen. just i know some of y'all are visiting and you might be scared to death but i love amen. this kind of experience amen. this is what i was raised in amen is what I want my kids and my family to experience the presence of the Lord. Don't worry about your watch. Your reservation at Hardee's will keep. I done called the manager. Amen. Sing, Brother Bobby. Hallelujah to the Lamb. you to walk over to somebody tell them you love them and tell them thank you for praying for me i'm praying for you in your time of trouble aren't you glad you got friends that'll stand with you in your difficult hours walk around and love on each other just a little bit this afternoon Take your time. Take your time. We're not in any hurry at all. Let's do the chorus, Miss Renee. Play the chorus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Sing it with us now. Sing it. Here we go. Ready? All over. Sing it now. Help me. Hallelujah to the Lamb that was slain upon a tree. Somebody come help this poor sinner up here
5: by his.
1: church today. Amen. I love church like this. Amen. I'm so worried about the choir standing up there. All Because l- 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 we've been up there about 45 minutes. And uh, then my mind went back to Greg Lentz conferences where we used to stand up there two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And people just kept pouring down the altar and I thought they'll be all right. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, choir. Well done this morning. I've, I know what time it is, but we're not going to be in any hurry. Uh, we're going to enjoy ourselves this morning. And just let the Spirit of the Lord speak to us today. Amen. Let me give you several announcements now, uh, most of which are in your bulletin, several of which are not. Uh, uh, Don't forget now the Women's Mountain Retreat. I'll have in next Sunday's bulletin our departure time for that Thursday, August the 22nd. Uh, And then I I failed to put the date on here, but on August the 24th, uh, the Carolina Youth Rally down in Asheville. I've got several from my young adult class that are going. So what I'm going to do is open this up to the church. If there are others that want to attend that Carolina Youth Rally, uh, Josh and Matt will be driving. Uh, We'll put more information in the... uh, Did y'all know that? Amen. You knew that. Yeah, because that's what my text said. Amen. Uh, If if y'all didn't, somebody was lying. Amen. Uh, But keep that in mind, if you will. And then uh, if you haven't already signed up for the Teen Conference for 2020... And you are planning on attending. Please get that taken care of today so that we can get those uh, sent in to take advantage of early bird pricing. Then two weeks from today, boy, I'm so excited to kick off our uh, annual end of summer jubilee. Uh, Amen. Yeah, on Sunday morning, we will, of course, have Brother Heath Williams. Uh, will be preaching. The joyful sounds will be singing. On that morning, as always, we will not do Sunday school uh, because the joyful sounds will be setting up during the Sunday school hour. And then the 26th, 27th, and 28th, uh, we will have Brother C.T. Townsend will be preaching, and Kyla Rowland and Deliverance will be singing. And can I, can I take just a moment and tell you, I know that pride goeth before destruction, but I had a little something happen this week, and I'm awfully proud of. Uh, how many of you here were last Sunday morning? We preached the message about the woman at the well uh, called Just One Sip. Well, uh, Renee sent that message to Kyla. Yesterday afternoon, Kyla sent us a song that she wrote about the message. Amen. Called Just One Drink. Amen. It's the best song she's ever written. Amen. Uh, But uh, I want you to be praying for our end of summer jubilee, uh, that God will speak. And a lot of you probably saw uh, what Brother CT put out on social media, because we've already had inboxes and asking if everything's still going on. Uh, Last Sunday, a week ago today, uh, uh, Victory Baptist from North Augusta, South Carolina, uh, Brother Larry Brown's church voted Brother CT in as their pastor. Uh, We are over the moon excited for them. Uh, And for Becky, one of the greatest churches in America uh, is is, uh, in North Augusta, South Carolina. That's the church that Becky was raised in. And, of course, that's where Brother uh, C.T. went to college. Just so you know how all this came to pass, Brother Larry Brown, who is, I think, still one of the greatest preachers in America, uh, has been stricken for some time with Parkinson's, and it's gotten very severe for him. He's had to really, really take down some time. And so about six months ago, uh, C.T. was there at the church preaching on a Sunday morning, and Brother Larry Brown stood up and said, C.T., it is God's will for you to become the pastor of this church. We're just going to wait for him to let you know. And sure enough, uh, last week they voted to men. Now, nothing's going to change in terms of his uh, crusades or his uh, youth meetings, and CTM ministries will continue. Uh, CT had shared with Renee and me at the conference as we were leaving to be praying about it, because as I shared with my Sunday school, his great fear was that he would try to win the world for Jesus Christ and lose his children because he was always on the road. And so now he's got a place to call home base that will love him and his family. So I told him we'd be praying for him as he continues to do the work of the Lord. And we're excited about our end of summer jubilee. Saturday, August the 31st, 5 o'clock, our teacher's celebration. I'll pause just a moment and say, teachers, we love you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Whether you teach Awanas, Sunday school, children's church, whatever you do, uh, we are in your debt. And this is going to be a few minutes for us on that Saturday evening to love on you and let you know we appreciate you. We're going to have a good time. Uh, it's meant to uh, be a time of celebration, and we'll give you all the details. But once we get there at five o'clock, but please keep that in mind. Then Sunday, September the first, we'll be moving on up. Sunday, how many of you know? Get that reference? I will. I'm moving on up to the east side. East side. There's about twenty five teenagers who're looking at y'all like y'all a bunch of Looney Tunes. Amen. No idea. Amen. Amen. George and Wheezy. Amen. I need a ride home. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, my, my. Do what? I can't hear you. Y'all fellowship with each other just a minute. Oh, okay. Today is? Yes. All right. All right, stand up for and look at everybody. Stand over there and look at everybody. Today is Kyla's birthday. So on the count of three, we're all going to say happy birthday, Miss Kyla. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday, Miss Kyla. Amen. Thank you all. All right. Uh, uh, hard to believe this is in the bulletin, but it is. It is a time to sign up for our Christmas drama. Woohoo! Now, we got a lot of new folks, so let me tell you, this is really one of, if not the highlight of the year for us. We have so Much fun with this it is a labor of love. It takes us four months to put it on and it is pretty spectacular I have to tell you it's pretty spectacular so if you're interested in participating Whether you want to be in the drama or backstage Whatever you want to do and by the way, you don't have to be a member here to participate You got to love the lord be born again and want to be enjoying and have a good time with folks Uh, So uh, we have a great time the dates are december 13th 14th and 15th, that's a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday, Uh, And we practice on Sunday afternoons. And then during the months of October, November, and December, we go on into Sunday evenings uh, during those months because of the time of practice that it takes to put something like this on. So if you're interested, there is a sign-up sheet in the back. There's also a sign-up sheet in the uh, postal area. We need all ages, whether you're 2 up to 100. We could use you because this is a big production this year. Uh, I I don't want to brag on him too much. I don't see him. Uh, James has sent me a couple of times now... Uh, what we're doing this year, and I have to, this is, this is pretty special. They're all good. This is pretty special. I think you'll really be blessed by it. Then I uh, thank you for those that have been participating with Operation Christmas Child. We continue with that uh, for Christmas in July. So we So I know it's not July. Uh, it's August. But if you are wanting to continue to bring those items in, we will continue to accept them. Now, a few things that are not in your bulletin. That I want to bring to your attention first of all right after church. There'll be a meeting for the young adults right over here who are in the young adult group that do the activities they are going to talk about the upcoming activity correct. So it'll be right over here on piano side and then as we get ready for a big announcement next week regarding Sunday school and other things uh, we've got to clean out what was the former teen area Uh, so uh, after um, we're going to not do this tonight we're going to do this today. No, we're gonna do it today, today. After we're gonna do it today, <laughs> after church today, this morning. Um, anybody that can help me on this, we need to get all of the things out of the back bathrooms. And some of you don't even know that there's bathrooms back there, but there are bathrooms back there. I know you got your Sunday clothes on. Take your shirt and tie off, men. If you can help me, right after church today, this morning. Anything that's in the back bathrooms, we're going to get that cleaned out because we're going to start doing a little bit of work back there to turn that into some storage. Uh, so please help me with that after church today. Ladies, if you can help this week, we got to do some work here. If you are available, if you'll come see Renee after church this morning. So I'm going to say that again just so we're all clear, right? After church this morning, uh, I need some help cleaning out the bay. won't take... Ten minutes just to get all that stuff out of there. Uh, And then we're going to get busy on that. And then, ladies, if you can help with anything this week, some organizational work that needs to be out there, if you would please see Miss Renee. And then young adults will be meeting over here for just a few minutes as well. All right? All right, let's get all the little ones. Again, I know what time it is. Let's get all the little ones. If you're heading to Children's Church or Junior Church, come on and make your way this morning. Children's Church, Junior Church, uh, we're glad you're here this morning. They're going to come around and collect any loose change you've got. We call this our penny march. Take off, young folks. All right, thank you so much for your gifts. Fellas, make your way down. Matt, whoever's singing with you, you all come on and get ready. This morning, be obedient unto the Lord with his tithes and your offerings. And let's worship the Lord together in his spirit and in truth. I say again, I I thank you for being obedient to the spirit. Amen? God's good. God's good. We're going to pray and ask God's blessings upon this offering. Lord, thank you for your presence this morning. Lord, thank you for a people who are obedient, willing, to just worship you. Lord, I pray that you would bless now our offering, bless the gift, the giver. May your son be magnified and glorified in all that we do. We'll thank you and we'll praise you. In Christ's name, amen.
6: Savior, he is Jesus, my Lord. Lovely, lovely, he's all together lovely. The beautiful rose of Sharon, the lily among the thorns, he's the fairest of ten thousand. He's my bride and morning star. He's my friend. He's my Savior. He is Jesus.
1: Come on, Brother Ken. Page three. Oh, well, now I'll let you. you doing, yeah, you're doing 346 in the Red Book. Everybody stand together. Come on, let's sing God Know My Name is Written There. Amen. Bro- Amen.
2: We love this song around right here, too. Amen. Why don't you just remind the devil that your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Quit listening to his lies and just let him know this morning that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 346, first verse.
1: be seated this morning we've already fellowshiped I've asked brother Ken right before I get into the word this morning uh, in fact you can go ahead and open up your Bibles if you'd like to second Samuel uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles if you would and I've asked brother Ken to sing this song it'll be re- directly related to the message this morning aren't you glad your chains are gone amen, amen. sing it brother hit it for him
2: amen many of you know the song to sing right along with me this morning amen I sure do love this song this morning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me I once was lost, but now I'm found T'was blind, but now I see Amen. Shout glory right there. The Lord has promised good to me. His words, my hope, secure. He will my shield and portion me as long as life endures. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and life unending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My ending love amazing grace the earth shall soon dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but God call me here below will be
1: Can. Brother Rick, keep that song ready for invitation. 2 Samuel, please, chapter number 23, if you would. 2 Samuel, chapter number 23. I know what time it is. We're usually getting out now, but you stay with me. It's all good. Second Samuel, chapter 23. Look with me, if you would, please, at verse number 8 to begin with. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Now jump down to verse 11. And after him was Shama, the son of Agee, the Herorite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full Of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. But he, he is Shammah, he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. Let me say that again. But he, Shammah, stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory Father thank you for your presence this morning God it's been good to be in your house today Lord I needed this needed to feel the, the spirit of God in our midst Lord, I thank you for speaking to people's hearts this morning, and for a congregation that's willing to be spoken to. I praise you for that. Lord, we come to the hour now that's so critical, not because I'm doing it, because you ordained preaching as the instrument where you would get the Word of God delivered to your people. So bless the preaching time in Christ's name, amen. I was sitting over there thinking while Brother Ken was singing and he got to that chorus and people stood up and shouting and waving you. Yeah, I was thinking my little Pentecostal mama, grandma probably looked over to my very Baptist mama and said, See, I knew they were Baptist. Amen. 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 I found myself over the last several weeks thinking about this passage and this man a lot. When you get to 2nd Samuel chapter number 23, we begin to read about the mighty men that David surrounded himself with. David, like any wise leader, knows that the job is far too big for one person. David wisely selected out not just smart men, not just capable men, but what Scripture would call mighty men uh, that would become his delta force. Men that he could count upon to stand in the gap and stand and defend the nation of Israel. These were men who were highly trained soldiers and fought with David, men that had met David uh, in the cave of Adullam, uh, where David learned about the sweet things out of dark places, men that would stand and support David uh, and help David, holding up his spiritual arms, realizing uh, that the men that surrounded David were central to the defense of the nation of Israel. And so... You can take home this afternoon and read yourself the enumeration of these men and some of the things that they did. But we get to what I think is probably my favorite scenario as depicted by these mighty men. We don't know much about Shema or Shama, as he's called. We don't know much about his lineage. In fact, we know nothing about his lineage. We don't know anything about his ancestry. All we know is that he was one of David's mighty men, and he stood up when nobody else would stand. I want to say that again. He stood up when nobody else would stand. We are living in a day, folks, where people are stepping off of the battlefield of God and out into the battlefield of the world. I want to ask you this morning, uh, the title of my message is, Who Will Stand for God? Who Will Stand for God? I'll give you three things quickly this morning. I want you to note with me that there was in this story an incredible conflict. An incredible conflict. If you go back to verse number 11, we'll take it straight from there. For scripture says, after him was Shammah, the son of Agee the Herorite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. I don't need to tell any of you that are Bible students who've read the Word of God, you know that the Philistines were a perpetual thorn in the flesh of the Israelites. They were part of the crowd that should have been taken care of when Israel crossed into the promised land, but they refused to be obedient unto God. And so the Philistines would forever be a problem in the side of the Israelites, You read about it, the Philistines would grow in strength. They'd overtake the Israelites. Uh, Israelites would pray to God. God would give victory. Uh, They would turn around, defeat the Philistines, and the cycle would repeat itself over and over and over. And so it should not surprise us that at this juncture, at this moment, uh, once again, the Philistines have reared their head to make their presence felt and defeat uh, or attempt to defeat the Israelites I'll pause just a moment. I know you know this, but I like saying it. Uh, Please understand me, church. I don't care if you've been saved a week. Uh, I don't care if you've been saved a month. Uh, I don't care if you've been saved two years. Uh, I don't care if you've been saved 50 years. Uh, You are no match for the enemy. You are no match for this world. Uh, You don't know enough verses. Uh, You can quote the whole Bible. Uh, You can know doctrine inside and outside. But I promise you, uh, you in of your flesh are no match for this world. Uh, Our enemy is too strong. Uh, He is too powerful. Uh, He is too wicked. Uh, He is too vile. Uh, But I got good news uh, because greater is he that is in us uh, than he that is in the world. But I want to ask you, when did they come? When did these Philistines show up? Why now? Why at this juncture? What was happening at this point in time that the Philistines said, now we're ready to attack? I think the answer can be found in verse number 11 when it says that the place they selected was full of lentils. How many of you know what a lentil is? Peas, legumes, beans, a little bean patch, Most preachers call it a little pea patch, except there was nothing little about this. And the fact that it was full, hear me, means it was harvest season. It means that the people uh, recognizing uh, that this land full of crop uh, would be necessary to feed during the approaching winter. Uh, So the folks would have their minds uh, on harvesting the crop, uh, harvesting the lentils. Uh, They would not have their mind uh, on the attack of the enemy. Uh, They took their eyes off the enemy. uh, And when the enemy came, they were not ready for him. Would you listen to me carefully? One of the reasons, and parents, I hope you'll amen me. One of the reasons uh, why I think Sunday school is so doggone important uh, is because we don't get enough time with these youngsters as it is. They're battling the world, uh, they're battling the flesh, uh, they're battling the enemy, uh, and they're in school all day, every day, as they should be. Uh, They're facing challenges that you and I never faced when we were at school. Say amen right there. They're battling junk that we didn't ever battle. uh, So God help us uh, what little time we've got them to be faithful and bring them uh, to the house of God so that we can pour the word of God in them to be ready to fight what they got to fight every day. And that ain't just true for teenagers, Amen. You see, if we're not careful, we'll get our mind off of the enemy. Uh, You hear what I'm about to say. God done gave us an incredible service this morning. You better look out tomorrow. I promise you when tomorrow comes, if not before tomorrow, uh, the world will rear its face in your face. Something will happen uh, to knock you off your spiritual high point uh, because your enemy does not want you to enjoy your salvation when they came. Harvest season. Why did they came? Two reasons. Destroy the crops, destroy the people. Destroy the crop, destroy the people. They understood, the Philistines did, that if we can destroy this crop, we can prevent them from being harvested next season. If we can destroy this crop, we can prevent them from bringing it in. And in so doing, we can starve them. The ones we don't kill, we can starve to death. And I'm going to be honest with you folks, I'm not here to pastor any church. But this one, I'm not throwing shade on any church. But the enemy is out to destroy a church that's on fire for God. You mark her down, you get a church that's trying to do something to win the lost, trying to do something to spread the gospel, trying to do something to impact the community, and that church will have a bullseye on it because the enemy wants to destroy the harvest and destroy the people. We can't afford to lose no more people. We can't afford to lose no more young people to the world. We can't afford people to get off the firing line. We need every single person to stand up and say, this is my people. Patch and the enemy can't have it. Amen. Amen. When they came, why they came. I want you to notice, if you will, not only when they came and why they came, but I want you to notice what they found. This is the part of the story that I think is absolutely gut wrenching. If you look at verse number 11, scripture says the last clause, and the people. Fled from the Philistines. The people fled from the Philistines. I I don't even see where they put up a fight. Unless I'm just not reading this correctly, I don't even see where they thought uh, we can handle this. Uh, The God we serve will take care of us. Uh, We need to battle this. Uh, This is ours, not theirs. Uh, We worked for this. What I see are people who were unprepared for the battle, and when the enemy came, they said, Have it, it's yours. What a lesson, church. What a lesson for us today. Can I I just stop a minute and give you some things to ponder? You start praying with fervency and the enemy's coming. You you start reaching out and trying to be a witness to your world, whether it's your place of business or your family. Look out, the enemy's coming. You start praising the name of Jesus and getting excited over the things of God. Look out, the enemy's coming. You start trying to take a stand on the principles of God, look out, the enemy's coming. And may I say, again, I'm not throwing shade, but there have been too many churches, there have been too many families, there have been too many lives, that when the enemy comes and tries to seek and destroy, there have been too many who've walked away and say, have it, it's yours. You look at me. This church belongs to God. And there's a whole lot of us in this room that have worked way too hard to make a church that would be pleasing unto God for us to turn it over to the enemy just because he don't like what's going on. Now, don't get all excited. I don't know of anything that's going on, but I know something will happen. I've been at this too long. I know that the moment things start, folks get excited and things start pumping and you start doing things for God, the enemy will stop at nothing to shut us down. Loves to attack. Nobody. This breaks my heart. Nobody of the Israelites had the courage to stand up and say, this is my pea patch. You can't have it. Nobody had the courage to say, this is my little parcel of ground. You can't have it. Can I just pause a moment and say, God, give us some daddies. And some mamas who will surround their babies in prayer and say, these are my little ones, enemy. You can't have them. God, give us some grandparents who will pray those grandchildren in prayer and say, this is my family. You can't have them. God, give us some church members who will stand at the altar of God and say, God, this is my church. This is my family. This is my place of worship. And you can't have it. Our little pea patch will defend it. God, give us some business leaders, some Christian godly men and women who will stand up and say, Enemy, this was given to me by God. You can't have it. Amen. Amen. Number one, we note well, there was a great conflict. Number two, I want you to see with me, not only was there great conflict, there was also great courage. There was great courage. I take you to verse number 12 where scripture says, But he, and the he there is Shama, stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. He, and if I'm reading this right, I don't think there's anybody else standing with him. He, Shama, is facing an entire army of Philistines by himself. As everybody flees around him, Shama looks around and says, by the grace of God, if nobody else will stand, I'll stand. Y'all can flee, y'all can flee, y'all can flee. But God gave this to me and to my family, and I'm not letting her go down without a fight. Bible tells us, That Shammah stood. I believe that he resolved in his heart that he's gonna fight for this little parcel of land. I believe he made up his mind that he would not run away from the battle. God give us that in the church today, friends. We can run away and hide when the enemy comes. And, And all of you youngsters, I want you to look at me. Some of you went to school already. Most of you are going tomorrow, if not the middle of the week. You mark her down. You're gonna battle this week. You're gonna battle this week. You're going to get around folks that you probably question whether or not you should be around. Uh, you're going to be tempted to do some things. Uh, you look at me. Uh, you're going to have to make up your mind now before that happens what you're going to do. You you can't wait till you're in front of the temptation to decide what you're going to do. You're going to have to make up your mind right now before that happens. Here's what I'm going to handle. Here's how I'm going to react because I promise you uh, you get in the midst of it uh, the battle will be too hard the temptation will be too great uh, you can't wait till it's staring you down to say here's what I'll do you got to decide right now uh, I'm taking a stand uh, let everybody else do what they want but I'm not going that direction shama stood shama stood by himself he stood not only did did the, the scripture say that that Shamma had the resolve to stand. I'm wondering this morning what was going through his mind. What was his reason for fighting when he had to fight by himself? What was his rationale? As family after family after family after Israelite fled. Why would he have the courage to stand by himself? I can't help but think if he looked over at the little house where Mrs. Shama was. I can't help if he didn't look over there and see the little Shamites running around. I can't help if he didn't think to himself if I leave, what's going to happen to her? What's going to happen to my babies? What's going to happen to my family if I give up now, if I quit now, if I turn my back now, what's going to happen to them? And by the way, I don't know Shama real well. We'll meet him, I hope, when we get to heaven. But I think maybe he thought to himself, if God gave that to me, if God gave me that wife, if God gave me that family, if God gave me that home, by golly, I'm going to stand here and defend it till my dying breath. Amen. Maybe he thought to himself, the place where we worship is worth fighting for. Maybe he thought to himself, my King David is worth fighting for. Maybe he thought to himself, my country, Israel, is worth fighting for. Maybe he thought, I've got more to fight for than I have to fold for. I like that. I made it up just now. I'm going to say it again. Maybe he thought, I've got more to fight for than I have to fold for. Hey, hey, would you look at me? God, give us some folks that will stand up to the enemy and say, This is my house, devil, you can't have it. These are my children, you can't have them. This is my grandchild, you can't have it. This is my church, you can't have it. This is my country, you can't have it. We're going to fight with everything we got, even if we got to fight by ourselves. Showed courage in the midst of the conflict. Resolve great conflict. It's great courage. And finally this morning, there was indeed a great conquest. I love what Scripture says here. I love it. Go to the last clause of verse number 12. Notice what it says. Well, let's read the whole thing. He stood in the midst of the ground, defended it. And slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. I love that. Now, I probably have watched a few too many sci fi movies. But that's what I keep seeing in my head this like ninja Jedi. I'm serious. I I mean I can't help but think he's standing there and one by one And here comes 27 of them and like Luke he just And here they come in the back and the ninja side of him kicks in and he's kicking this way tearing them up left and right Now I'm going to be sore tomorrow. Amen. (laughs) That's my exercise for August right there. (laughs) Scripture says, if you read it again, Scripture says, and I love it, that clause there in verse 12 where it says, And uh, uh, he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. Didn't matter how many enemies they were. Didn't matter which direction they were coming. Didn't matter uh, how hard they were fighting. Shama stood and defended his ground. Now let me pause a moment and just say this to you: Where to get the sword? God gave it to him. Where to get the courage? God gave it to him. Where to get the stamina? God gave it to him. Where to get the ability to fight? God gave it to him. Uh, he gave Shama the ability. He gave Shama the skill. Uh, he gave Shama the power. Uh, and when when all was said and done, and the last Philistine had been defeated, he looks around at the carnage around him and said, "This little pea patch is still mine." Because God gave the victory. And I can't help but think if he looked around at everything around him and looked heavenward and started singing, "God is so good." God is so good. Scripture says that the Lord defeated the enemies. Shama fought, but the Lord got the victory. Do do, do you understand why this is so important, folks? If there had been 10,000 Israelites fighting, you know what Israel would have said? Look how good we are. If there had been 10,000 Israelites standing there in that little pea patch and they whooped the Philistines, they would have done that little strut. Look at us, buddy. We can handle them. But when it's one against a crowd, look at me. When you're standing by yourself, when everybody else is going a different way, look at me. Look at me preaching time. It's easy to serve God here this morning. It's easy to serve God when everybody's standing and waving their hands and shouting the victory, but you gotta serve God tomorrow morning when you go to work. You gotta serve God tomorrow morning when you go to school. You gotta serve God next week, and you gotta serve God next month. You can't just serve God at the easy times. We need some folk, we need some Baptists who will stand up and say, This is my pea patch, and I'm not giving it away. And then when you have fault, and you've got the victory, you can stand up like Shama and say, look what God has done. Amen. Teachers, would you look at me, Sunday school teachers, Awana teachers, whatever your area of ministry is, that's your little pea patch. You defend it. Bay those kids in prayer. I know they work your nerves. I taught third grade for 12 years. I get it. I know one of the ushers yesterday one of the groomsmen in Tiffany and uh, uh uh what's her name what's her name Logan's wedding one of my third graders he's a preacher's kid too <laughs> sweet Jesus bless him <laughs> he came up to me afterwards and we were helping to clean up and do all that stuff and I looked over at him and I said you to PK ain't you he said yeah PK's a hit at a bitter end ain't they preacher Amen. I looked over at him and I took him aside, a great young man. I said, "Caleb, you still serving God, aren't you?" He said, "Yes, sir. I'm in church. I'm with my daddy. I'm 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 his right hand man. Married." I said, "What is it that kept you in church? You understand that when a when a when a preacher's kid grows up and wants to serve God, it's a miracle. I'm just gonna tell you, it's a miracle." Living life in the fishbowl and still wanting to serve God is a miracle. He, I looked over and I said, Caleb, wh- wh- what keeps you grounded? What keeps you going? What keeps you serving God? And he said, preacher, you see that little girl over there? God gave me her. It's my wife. It's my wife. That's why I'm preaching this this morning. Y'all. It's not what I was going to preach. Caleb looked at me he said, that's my pea patch. God gave me that. He said, "I'm going to defend that with every breath I've got." Then he started telling me about his business. He runs himself. Kids in his twenties. Got his own business that he's running. And he said, "God gave me that. God gave me a home. God gave me." A... He said, "Why would I stop now? Look at what God's given me. Why would I quit on Him now?" How many of you can say, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you can say this morning, God's blessed you. So why would we quit now? Why would we stop now? I know the enemy's coming, but you stand if nobody else will stand. So let's stand. All over the building. Ken, come sing that same song. Shama is one man. I want you to look this way. We're not closed yet. Look, 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 look real quickly. Shama's one man. God saved the entire nation of Israel because one man stood. Imagine what could happen if a whole bunch of us stood. Imagine what we could accomplish if all over this country we were standing for God. Bow your heads. Brother Ken is going to. Sing this same song. In fact, you can go ahead and start it, Brother Rick. If you're here this morning, and you want to come up to this altar, maybe you want to grab your teenager, your children, your family, whatever, you want to just surround them in prayer, you come on right now. We're not going to be in a hurry. Come on, come on, come on.
2: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. All over, come on. How once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind. Was blind, but now I see. Come on. Twas grace at all. This is my peep patch, heart and you can't have it, enemy. Fear. And grace my fears relieved, how precious in that grace appear. The hour I first believed. The hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been saved my god my savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace the lord has promised good to me his words my hope secures he will my shield and portion me as long as life endures my Jesus are gone. How many of you can say that this morning? Amen. I've, I've been, been set, set free. free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace.
1: Amen.
2: Shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine. But God, who called me here, will be forever mine. Will be, be forever.
1: I'm going to let you go. Give me E-flat, Renee. Give me E-flat. Play it for me. Sing it with us. God is so good.
4: God is so good. Amen. God is so good. I praise His name. Sing it, church, all over. I praise His name. Amen. I love him so, all over the building.
1: in services like this. We could just like stay all afternoon. I just just love it. Love it. I know you've been here a long time. We won't do services tonight, but I need your help, folks. I need your help. Young adults, you're going to meet over here. uh, uh, Men, if you can help us get everything out of the bathrooms, please, over here. Ladies, if you've got some time this week and you can help Renee, please see her over here. Everybody good? Please don't take off fellowship with each other. God's been good today, folks. Man, God's been good. Amen. I'll I'll tell you this. Two years ago, two or three.